This is, this is Coach Mike Westoff. You're listening to Locked Up Sports. Keep listening. Hey everybody, this is Don LaGreca from the Michael K Show. When it comes to talking sports, Bob Walters and Brett Grasso are the authority. He took a home run away from Roland, trying to get back to first Edmonds. For three. Bang! That one goes down and the game is tied. Bing bong. Anthony for three. Puts it in. Next by one with 8.2 remaining. Ball game over. Yankees win. The <laughs> Yankees win. They take the Giants to the Super Bowl. Snap is good. Dick on its way. Angle Brandon. Did have the distance in it? When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. It's Locked Up Sports, and it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out. Here we go. Bob Walters, Brett Grasso, from the Brian Gunzel Studios, this is Locked Up Sports. We got a big one on deck for you here today. Special teams coach the, Mike Westhoff. The best. The best special teams coach of all time, you. Mike Westhoff. It's a football Friday. It's Jets a, and Giants. It's a hot stove baseball Friday, and it is a special teams Friday here on Locked Up Sports. Brett, welcome to the show. Fishing, fishing, what are we doing here? Fishing. We fishing? Yeah, fishing this morning. I, I, I worked till midnight last night. I, I 16 hours. 16 hours. Got home, slept for four, and then fished at like 4 a.m. this morning. I'm on a three-week vacation right oh, now. Oh, that's nice. No Still. fishing? Atlantic City fishing? last week. I, I haven't been fishing. I haven't got a chance to get out. You know, I don't. It, it's raining. I don't like getting wet. So did, I mean, they, you know. uh, did they let you give you a free room to stay at? They did not. They did no? not. They, they, they weren't. You know, I listen. How they, much? Did, how much did it cost you? Not the room. The 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 gambling and stuff and everything else. Yeah. Probably upwards of like a thousand dollars, maybe on that's top not, of it. On top of yeah. everything, and and we won. I mean, we won. We lost. You heard it well, last. I imagine week. you lost two thousand. Sarah won a thousand. <laughs> yeah, it was about that, and it, it equaled cool. about a thousand. It was about that. And then we hit. A, you know what I found out there is they got the outlets. They got these outlets out there that are great. Oh, I got all yeah, kinds. I got this. Yeah. Dude, I got all kinds oh, of new clothes. Nice. I went and dropped like five hundred dollars at the outlets. You look good. I do look good. I does a good look color good. on me. I was wondering but, um, why was you dressed up for Westhoff. Well, I also got. I also got the uh, the shirt. It's a. Uh, I don't get drunk. I get awesome shirt. I uh-huh. think it was for our friend Biggins. I but I bought it. I, I had to have it myself. Now, last week Brett was not here, so let's let's give a little bit the Jets and Buffalo Bills. Brett's the Jets fan. Brett, tell us a little bit about the game. Wow. Um, Shocked. Yeah, you didn't have the bills. To, did I? I did not. I'm. I'm. I've learned my lesson. When I, I even wrote to you and my buddy. I was like, Jets lose by twenty. I was like, Jets lose by twenty. That's the biggest. That's the biggest. And win I, in ten listen, years. Based on what what I saw from New England, and honestly, specifically, Zach Wilson's inability to throw the ball down the field at all or be on target in that game, the absolute change, which. And Zach Wilson, again, listen, he was pretty pinpoint with a lot of these passes today. He was hitting those little small passes. He wasn't, like, going crazy, but the defense, 
That's the defense, the defense is good. The Jets' defense is for real, and that that for, might get them in the playoffs. They forced two interceptions, or at least, well, the first one was not a forced interception, and got, uh, Josh Allen just threw it right to the Jets and uh, saved us uh, going down seven nothing early. Well, he also got hurt in the game. And well, the Jets' defense put so much pressure on him that entire game, and uh, as far as he that, looks like he might be real hurt. Yeah, he might be. He might be. It's they're seems like, like playing the kind of, games right now. Like he's yeah. all right. It seems like it's the kind of thing that he could. Get surgery now and be out for the season, oh, no, or he can a, play through the pain. No, he's like a. I don't even want to know. Like they're just saying it's a sprain or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, but because he's, a, he's can't the win. type of guy who will just play through yeah, it, yeah, but he's a at the detriment to his team. Like if it, I don't even know who their backup quarterback is. Out. But is it really going to be a detriment having Josh Allen out there? He's you well, know, he's he one may, of the best in may, the game. They're talking about. Well, I don't think he's going to start this week, but right now he can't even make it on the practice field. So, hey, listen, that, we'll that, that if, if he goes down, the division's up for grabs. Yeah, if he plays, yeah. the, the Bills will yeah. win the division. They had a bad game last week. The Jets took I, advantage I, of it. That's you know, what I still don't know who the Jets are. I don't know if it's the Jets or the Jets who played the Patriots or the Jets are the ones who played the Bills. Yeah, they're somewhere in between. Um, I have, I, I think they are somewhere in between, but that's you know, I, I really don't. I guess I guess they're going to ride or die on Zach Wilson this year and the offensive line, and if they can just have a good game. Because right now, they're one injury away from I don't even know who's starting. It's like the third, third backup yeah. for half of these guys well, on the Zach, line. With Zach Wilson, what he did what he did well in this game was he, he, he gave what the play gave. He took what the play gave him. Yeah. In New England, he was just kind of throwing the ball down the sideline. He was throwing it to the other team is what he was doing. Right. And it was it was terrible. Instead of throwing it away, he looked like Zach Wilson from last year. The like last the bad play, Zach yeah. The last play before the Jets kicked the field goal, the what turned out to be the winning field goal, he rolled out to the right. It was third and goal. It was a sack. He took the sack rather than throw it up for grabs in the end zone. Yeah. And God forbid yeah. something happens because the Jets couldn't lose that game. I mean, imagine they he threw a pick there and the Jets lost. I've watched that many times. I know, I know you have. Now the Jets are on a bye this week. They open up next week. They're six and three. Back in New England. In New England, a revenge game now again. And, and that's who you're going to find out. It's actually a good test for them to go into New England. And honestly, was it matchups? Did they just not match up well versus New England specifically? No, the quarterback least... didn't play well. That's what happened. He threw the ball to the other yeah, team. Yeah, but a lot of times that has to do with the guys. Are co- these guys know what they're doing. Do they know how to scheme versus them versus maybe the Bills didn't? And the Jets maybe matched up better just versus the Bills. Again, it's all going to come down to the offensive line, protection for Wilson, him not panicking and just throwing the ball up in the air and or just he just hones in on this is who I'm throwing it to this time that was the play I'm throwing it no matter what as opposed to going through your progressions yeah um, don't panic the the and he doesn't hit and then when it is time to go dump it to the guy who listen they got right now Michael Carter you'll find him on any given play breaking free on the edge you just got to throw it on his way there and Wilson has a good a hard time of hitting him on the way out yeah now Sometimes the the play is just to take the sack, yeah. or to throw it into or, the third row. Or the one yarder that turns into like a two yard gain. A two yard gain isn't so bad in the NFL. If you, let me tell you, as opposed to a two yard loss on first down, is a big deal. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, if you second get and three, twelve, two yard, four third, two yard gains. Second right, and twelve or second down. and eight, though, is like really a big deal. Like in terms of being able to try and open up what you can do on the next play. They also ran the ball okay against Buffalo, and and. You know, yeah. even though they're, they're shorthanded, they, they did run the ball okay. Zach Wilson didn't lose. That's what it happened. Zach Wilson can't lose the game. Yeah, He's not going to be winning many games for you this year. But he don't have him lose the game. He lost the game for them against Miami, uh, against New England. Right. Now we'll see how he does up in Foxborough next week. So that's going to be a big one. The Giants last week 
lost to Seattle. It was kind of a throwaway loss. I listen, they you don't want to ever lose games, but this was one that they could lose. You kind of saw it coming. They didn't they didn't play um Seattle. They didn't, they didn't play well. Seattle, Seattle was rocking. I don't know where that came from. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, I forgot. I'm supposed to be, uh, I'm a good quarterback. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. He's he's incredible. Just I mean, like how many, I mean. But now you're 6-2, and two, okay? You're 6-2. and two, You went into the bye. You come out of the bye. The Giants have the fourth toughest schedule going forward here. I believe it's the fourth or fifth toughest schedule in the league going forward because they've had all these easy games. It's gotten really easy. What do you got? For the Giants. Next week, I mean, this week they got Texans. They got Texas at home. It oh, sounds yeah. like a winnable Four. game. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites. It sounds like, okay, easy win. Be careful. Be careful with these games. Coming off the bye, they should win. Where? Where? That meant life. It's going to be a big crowd. It's going to be a loud you, crowd. You, you don't deserve to play football if you lose this game. No, I know, but the Giants, they're not as good as you we think we are, as, as we think they are. And I, I've been saying forever. I've obviously Vegas slept on the doesn't team. think they're that good. Five-and-a-half. At, at five-and-a-half, they don't think they're that good. At home, because you get three points just for playing at home. You get two more for playing anybody in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and, and listen, they, they got the Eagles twice. It's all in front of them. They got the Dallas again. They, they got to win the Dallas game. You can't be dropping the two to either of these teams. They're going to have to win these games. They got the Eagles twice still. That's part of the reason why they have one of these toughest schedules. They got Dallas. Yeah, they got but, the Eagles. Yeah, but those are all 50-50 coin flip games in terms of like when they're division rivals. It's like the Jets when they're at their worst. They could beat the, the, pay, well, the anybody Pats in or the NFL. The, no, there's games you just don't win. No, it's just not real. No, because one of the games that wasn't realistic certain... was the Jets Bills last week, and the Jets beat them. No, that's it, one of those games that you're talking about. It's oh, going to take. Gonna win listen, that. listen, we all have a little Jet PTSD. It's going to take a year or two for us to settle in, and even Vegas, like they can't handle it. Like the, every week, it comes on the table. Like, all right, the Jets keep winning. They're like, I know, but. Do you remember every other game ever. forever? Forever. Do you remember? Remember the Jets? They're like, nope, can't do it. Even Vegas, and they're the first ones to catch on. So once Vegas catches on, Bob, I'm in. Well, hey, listen, they're headed. They're gonna. They might get I'm that in. dance game. They might get that dance game. They I also might get US. flexed. They also might get flexed into a night game, a Sunday night game. Do you remember the last time the Jets no, played a Sunday night that's game? That's the curse of death for the Jets. <laughs> the total curse of death. For the I Jets. can't tell you the last time is the Jets anything played. like that. Because forget it. I already got them wearing cheese heads one week and other stuff. The last thing I need is this team not real. We. I I don't want them to remember that the Jets. They might it's flex like, that Miami. Like it, these guys weren't there when they were the Jets, so I can't be like you're the Jets. Like, but you're the Jets. NBC might flex the Miami game into the Sunday night in it's Miami. The, of course, you have to if it's the. Well, they don't have to because CBS is allowed to protect a couple games. So Listen, does CBS I, protect it? How, you know, how do you know more about what's the the protected pick of the the NBC roster? You can figure it out pretty much what CBS I mean, is going to protect. But, you know, but then you get a Nance game because Nance definitely gets the protected game. So you're going to either get a Nance game or you're going to get a Sunday game. That's a big step for the Jets, Brett. That's a big step. Now, the, the Giants, I listen, I win this game. You got to win this game. You got it's going to come down to those two Eagles games, the Cowboys game. Boom. Maybe boom. they get 11 wins. Long-term and, contract for Daniel. <laughs> oh god. Long-term. The, what about Sign Zach him? Wilson? Is he your quarterback? Is no. he No. No. Let's ask Mike Westhoff in a few minutes about that. We will. See what he thinks. He'll be coming up in just a couple of minutes. Stick around. Mike Westhoff Don't will forget, be check us out lockedupsports.net. Yeah, lockedupsports.net. Facebook groups. Um, remember, we're sponsored by SeatGeek. SeatGeek, a better place to get tickets. Enter Locked Up Sports promo code at you, checkout to get $20 off your order. You know, all those hockey fans are getting into that, you know. I was at the hockey game the other day. We'll today, talk about like, that I'm not a huge hockey fan. And I think hockey fans are like, 
have a better winter than other people. Yeah, we do. We do. I mean, I you know, like it, it's you know, you want to basketball like fans football and, and whatever, but that's very like here's your football game of the week. Typically, and you're a Jets fan, so it's going to be a bad week. Well, I mean, a lot of these games are bad. Last night's game was another garbage Thursday night game, and you know, you know who's pissed off about these Thursday night games? Al Michaels. He hates oh, the yeah. fact that because he went from the best game of the week of every Sunday night yeah. to bam Thursday night's the worst. And he's sitting there. He's saying it. He's not. He's not holding back. He's not pulling any punches no, or anything. What, what, what does he got to lose? Yeah, he's got nothing to lose. He's like, I'll be here all night. I guess. Catch, <laughs> catch me outside. <laughs> catch me outside. Now, Brett, the Mets as the hot stove has started after the World Series, uh, um, and it's already the Mets. Are, listen, hot stove was a free agency. Not even free agency. The World Series was over five minutes and. Uncle Steve was throwing around $100 million. We got Diaz now for five years. Yeah. There's a club option for the sixth year. He's the first $100 million reliever. Do you like it? Love it. Yeah, but do you see these closers are not... They have good I, years and bad years. This might have been it for, for Diaz, right? I don't know. hundred. I mean, it's not my $100 million and I don't really care, but I. it seems like a lot. Right now, is, isn't that... Listen, if, if they sign this deal based on a mediocre season... And or a good season, and not uh, what we saw last year was domination. Yeah. So yes, you're yes. paying for this year. We expect repeated domination. I'd say even the year after that, you expect like uh, listen. We know what you're right. Maybe year by year it does go that he's had one bad year in his life. Yeah, I guess you're right. in his life, and that year was a guy coming to New York on a trade that who knows what he wants to be involved in or not be, and whatever else is going on. I truly believe, like someone like him, he's not an injury guy. Um, he's going to put in his time. He's actually getting stronger as he gets older, in whatever way. Um, and he deserves he deserves the money, and you need it. One way, what are you going to do? Find someone better for cheaper? No, you're not. I mean, you're not. I you're going to find not. someone better. You're going to find somebody worse. For, even like, and I was terrible. I'm not upset with. I I would have signed them too, but I tell you what, and and I wouldn't have signed Vogelback. We were just arguing over this two minutes ago. Well, they Vogelback didn't sign Vogelback. They, they, they picked get, up the option. They picked up a million and a half dollar option. What's the league minimum, Bob? It's probably like 300000 You You picked up a, a, a bench player. That yeah, you had, like, no, gonna, it's going to be the DH. Vogelback on the open market, if they don't pick up the option, what do you think he gets? He gets five. You think he gets five? Yeah. You just, that's a that's one of the, every, we're going to overpay for a lot of guys. This winter, we got a deal on Vogelbach, and let me tell you, there's going to be a point where Vogelbach hits a couple home runs, has a good season. We realize Alvarez is our DH, and we don't need him, or somebody trade else is him, in the mix. Trade bait. He's going to be good trade bait. I did that. Line. I guess. I mean, listen, he had a good. Or couple. he was Babe Ruth. Good. He was or Babe Ruth no, when he came to the team. No, but that's that. You don't need that. That's like the old Mets would have like signed him instantly <laughs> a four year deal, a <laughs> hundred million. Instant. They were like, no, 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 everybody else, forget it. Degrom, we'll talk to you later. Now he came out yesterday. That Jacob Degrom has told the Texas Rangers that he's interested in playing down there. Why? Why? Why would you want to go play for the Texas Rangers? Taxes. You think he's like that? Taxes. Yeah, but it, big money in taxes. I'd rather go somewhere else. They've done it before. They a rod it. They're gonna a rod him. So he's not interested in winning then. I. How bad were the Rangers this year? I don't even know. To be that honest, that means with you. they were bad. I, I, they I, were, they were all right. They were, they would blow, blow five hundred. Let me ask you this: If the Grom, well, I leaves, can't imagine. You know what? They're just smart. They just, you know what? No, he's just smart. Yeah, I guess he's just telling. He, listen, he can. You have to realize this is all about saying whatever bumping you want. Up his, bumping up his, bumping up his. Whatever price. he wants to be or wherever he wants to be, he can honestly be right now. 
No matter what. Yeah, anyway. The end, there is no, like, it's not in the past where it's like, these, the Yankees have the money, and the Yankees are going to offer you this. Nobody else can even think about it. Almost any team can offer Jacob DeGrom enough money where it's going to be in that range. Yeah, of some like, guys are cheap. Some of them are cheap, and they don't want to pay. Well, the Mets money. were talking where the Mets are hesitant to give him such a high number for four years, which would mean somewhere in the range of four years. 40 million. Right, like 180. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like four years, 180. Now, do they, if, let's say. DeGrom, but I think he's just pumping the price. I think he's just pumping okay, the price. So and I'm he, not saying for the Mets, though. But for but anybody. I'm, Wherever he he's got it in his mind already. I, everybody's got to, this. Is, is like this is like the people he knows where people on the last week last week stumping for election like as if Joe Schmo and his house is gonna. Oh, you're right. You know what? <laughs> flipping flipping my. I'm not voting for Democrats. You know what, Herschel Walker? I hear you. Done. <laughs> Done. Like Degrom's not gonna be like. You know what, Cohen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been yeah. thinking every day my whole life about where I should be this year, where I want. You know what? You're right. You got me. Now, you got me. No, let's no. say let's it ain't say, happening. He knows where he wants to be. Wherever that is, it is. If it's going to be a Met, he's going to be a legendary lifetime New York Met in a way that if he wins the World Series and they go and do what they should do and possibly multiple based on the money coming and all the other stuff and be an icon in a way that he could never be no matter where he goes anywhere, no matter what happens. Yeah, but he, he will just be a cog in the wheel somewhere else yeah. as opposed to the Derek Jeter, Aaron Judge person that can be they don't become that always you have to go win it at the on the back end but, but i'm telling you let me let me ask he you. is gonna pick up he's gonna lose that status of being not just as a met but as a there's a different thing there's not many that can do that these if days. he leaves if he leaves this year let's say however he does he does good he does bad wherever he goes so all famer not hall of famer do the mets retire his number did he do enough already to for the mets to retire jacob Degrom's number no no i don't think so I'm he not saying they won't do the, it. He had two of the, the best years anyone's uh, ever seen I think in a Mets uniform. It, I, I am not saying... You know what it is? But he, did he do it long enough? I mean, he, he's right, He was pitching in the World he's, Series when we were there. He's there, but he's... Uh, right now? I think they retire his number. If he leaves now, regardless of anything, he leaves now, they retire his number. He's an all-time Mets it, pitcher. Okay, put it this way. If he got hurt today... Retire his number. Yeah. No, no he got hurt today. His career ends. He's retired and known as amazing. Let me tell you, he leaves and goes to the Braves or goes to the Dodgers. It's going to take a long well, time. Well, the Braves is going to take story. a long <laughs> Listen, it's going to take a long, long time for us to retire DeGrom's number. And especially what, listen, you don't understand what DeGrom might be. You don't understand what, if he goes and plays for the Dodgers or whoever, that means we're going to see DeGrom and have news conferences of him talking about this or that or why. Why didn't you? Let me start opening up. Does he talk about what happened in the past? Or Let me tell you, there might be the dead opposite of the feelings you have for Jacob DeGrom right now than you might in the next five yeah, years. Yeah, if he goes to the Braves, I agree. I don't, I don't want to see If he wins versus us at all with anybody, we might be staring down Cindergard Wheeler. Over on the other end, <laughs> Something on Wheel two, Grom. two out of every whatever games we play versus the Phillies. How annoying is that? That like Zach Wheel is the ace. The Phillies lost that game. They should have never pulled him out. And then Alvar, that game, that I, game was over as soon as I that bat, the ball left Alvarez's bat. Time for the interview, the Jets report, and here's our interview with special teams coach Mike Westoff.
We are now joined by perhaps the greatest special teams coach the NFL has ever seen, Mike Westoff. He has a new book, Figure It Out, My 32-Year Journey While Revolutionizing Pro Football Special Teams. Mike, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. No, I'm happy to be glad to do it for you anytime. Absolutely. Um, now, tell, tell us a little bit about the book. Uh, how'd you come up with the title, about writing the book, what, you know, and uh, let, let people know what to expect when they read it. The title was easy for me. Because that, that's what you have to do. You just got to figure it out. And, uh, and so it's something that I thought it would be fun to do. Um, I came along with that part of the game in a very unique time and set of circumstances. Hell, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about it. All of a sudden I'm coaching at the Colts in Baltimore, 1982. And, you know, Frank Cush was going to fire the guy that was doing it. And I said, Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll help him out. Let me do it. I'll take it over. Well, yeah, good luck, Mike. And, uh, and so I did. And um, the way it evolved was a lot of fun. And I thought it was a really worthwhile story to tell because it came along at a unique time. It, it, it rose to a point of prominence where it had never been before and it'll never go again. And that's just the reality. And so for me to talk about it and to tell the story, um, I, it was very much something that I, I thought about doing. And then it was a perfect job to have during the pandemic. So I, I, I sat down and I wrote every single day. Yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic book. And, and he uh, just people, he doesn't pull any punches. He, go, he goes right after a lot of people. It's great. It's a great read. Now, the current, the current Jets, because we're, we're in New York, New York show, the current Jets, right. six, six and three, they're playing well. They're playing probably above their head a little bit. What do you think of this team and the coach? Well, I like the, I don't know them all that well. I, I like the coach when I met him. And I was impressed. I think I like what they've done. You know, if you look at their the, the offseason moves, the, the, the draft, the, what they've done, it, it's pretty impressive. They've done a nice job. Much better than, you know, the previous, I don't know, 10 years maybe. Uh, they, they did a nice job there. So I thought they had a chance to be pretty good. They got better and better. I went to a training camp practice this year, and I was impressed. I was impressed with the way they ran it, how they, the uh, execution of the practice the way the coaches handled things, it just looked like a team that was headed in the right direction. I had no illusions of grandeur because to tell you the truth, I still have, uh, I just didn't know how far this quarterback can take them. That's that, the big that's question. Interesting. That's the big I question. Think, I think everybody wants to know is like, is, is, this our, is this our guy? And how long do you, you know, stick around with the guy for trying to find out? I think last week was maybe a pretty good example of what they tried to do or what they need to do. Excuse me. You know, this, this was, um, you know, going Buffalo's good. But I mean, I, I would have, uh, I, if I had to bet, I, I, I don't think I could have taken them against Buffalo. No, Buffalo no, no. If you took them against Buffalo, you didn't Nobody. know what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just not going to happen. But the fact that uh, they, 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 they got them out of the pocket a little bit, they, they continued to run the ball, they gave them some good play action and screens and, some things that I think he can do and it's a little bit and I'm not, I'm not trying to be uh, negative to anyone in this regard, but it's a little bit like what we had to do with Mark Sanchez. Yep. You know, you had to, you kind of, and I'm not comparing him to Mark. I don't mean to do that at all, but there were things that Mark did not do well, but yet he managed the game. We led the league in rushing. We had a good defense and I had an all-star team. So he, he, he was able to take us pretty far. The question is, how far can this guy go? I don't know. But I saw some things last week at uh, 
that I was pretty impressed with. Now, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I wasn't. I wasn't too excited. Yeah, which team are they? Which is the real Jets? Which team are we really looking at? When I see him, are, are the Jets playing New England, or do I have the Jets from last week? Exactly. I still think it's going to come down to the play of the quarterback and how 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 he develops, how he matures, how the offensive coordinator develops and matures with him. I think so much of it's going to come down to that because this Jet defense, in my opinion, is, is a playoff caliber defense. Oh, They're yeah. pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. They can run the ball. You know, when they, they lost a the good guy, but then they picked up the, the kid down from uh, Jacksonville. That's a good move. That looked good. I like that. So, you know, they've done some things that are uh, – and they've got a couple of young guys that are really playmakers. You know, they're, they're good football players. So it's the best talent that I've seen on their team for at least 10 years, at least 10. Now, do you – so, oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Coach. No, I said with that in mind, I think it's enough to get excited about. I agree. I agree. Um, now, speaking of Mark Sanchez and those teams, do you think with another quarterback, you you possibly could have won one of those AFC championship games? If we had Brett Favre, if we had kept Brett, we'd have, we'd have won them both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got hurt that one year. You were you were the coach that that year as well, right? With Brett Favre. Yeah, don't forget we were we were eight and three when he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. I, so- I know. Now, now you said you had gone to a practice. Are you? Are you for or against? Because now you were in training camp. I'm guessing it was right. And yes, is, yes. It, is it is it? Do you like the new rules where they really can't hit? That there's no two a days stuff yeah. like that. I think like anything else, there's highs and lows to it. I see. It, it sometimes it had evolved to a point where it, it could have. It was sometimes out of control with certain coaches. There had to be a smart. It, like, I think Eric Mangini probably uh, took it to a depth that had never been before. Uh, he just didn't quite up. A lot of things he did well, that wasn't one of them. Uh, so I think they needed some help there. But yet, sometimes like anything else, they, they take it a little far. Um, you can tell early in the year how poor the play is. Missed tackles everywhere. Penalties all over the place. Because those guys aren't playing during the preseason. They're not practicing at a high level. And so um, I see I see both sides of it. Uh, I think it needed some tinkering. I think they tinkered a little too much, and maybe, but but it is so much of it is evolved around concern for safety, and that will not change. The league is taking a stand there, and they're gonna they're gonna keep it going that direction. Well, I mean, they kind of have to because a lot of these guys, a lot of these football guys, you see them in their fifties, and they almost look like they're in their seventies. You know, they they're, they're in bad shape, so it, it's a rough game. Now, what it, on the same type of level question? What about the new rules in the last couple of years with like the onside kick? The onside kick is almost you know, it's almost irrelevant. You need the other team to make a big mistake now to recover an onside kick. You can't have the guys on one side. And with the, the kickoffs moved up, what do you think yeah. about those? All right, well, you look two different subjects. Let's start with onside kick. Uh, there's a guy in the league office. I, I won't tell you who he is, but he's the, he's the man behind the curtain. He's the brains of the whole NFL. He called me a couple weeks ago and asked me what we can do to make this onside kick back to a reasonable play. Because it's become it's become a, a non-entity, and they talked about a movement to you know have a choice of you know just taking the ball, you know that type of thing. There, there's a discussion. I gave them two two thoughts. One, I mean, if you're going to keep it balanced the way it is, and if you're not going to let people go back to overloads and all those things, and they do a lot of that because of safety reasons. So okay, if you're going to keep that, I gave them two things that you could do. One, the kicking team. After the ball had traveled five yards, the kicking team would be able to touch the ball and to bat the ball. They could, the guy could not recover it, but he could bat it. 
that keeps it alive a little bit and extend, extends the play some. So that, that, that's one thing I think you could do. The other thing, you could give some thought, and I, I'd like to see this uh, practiced a little bit, I don't know, but to, to, make, to move the onside kick to where you only have five yards. Make it happen now. The idea is to create a situation where the, the receiving team has a chance. That, that's what I think they've taken away. And the receiving team has almost no chance now. So what I want to try to do is come up with a couple things to make it a little bit more uh, exciting. The one batting the ball I know would work, and also moving it up I think is an interesting thing. I, I don't know. I haven't really seen it. So I'd like to take a look at it to study it. And but, if, uh, those are some suggestions. And that if, they're, I would if, they're, if they're worried about safety, moving it up to five yards also would, uh, you know, make it where no, less impact and they won't, they're less impact and they'll be, you know, they won't be, uh, you know, ramming yeah, each other from not, so it's, far. Yeah, it's not going to be an issue. That won't be an issue. The other one with the kickoffs, there's just no sense. There's just no sense arguing about it. It's just not going to happen. Um, basically, what it did for me, that play kickoff return gave me a career. Because I, I think I did it better than anybody ever did it. I know I did it better than anybody ever did it. Now, we had, come on, I was with the Jets. We had nine different guys that led the National Football League in returns. I didn't, I didn't have Devin Hester or Deion Sanders, and we led the league. We, what we did was really, was really good and was fun. But that's not going to happen. No matter what I suggest, I give them different things that they could try. They look at me like I'm speaking in Greek or something. They just don't want to hear it. So I think that's, that's a non-entity. Um, I tried to get it to, to use a third ball a ball that would be taken right out of the box. It's not a friendly ball. It would not constrict as well. And rather than land six or seven deep in the end zone, it'll come down on the three-yard line, and you'll have a play. You know, you can take away a lot of the other stuff and leave the rules the way they are, but you make it a play. What I argued with the guys in the league when I just talked to them with it about it is that because of what they've done, they've taken away several ways that you can win the game. They've limited ways you can win the game. Uh, because now, now it's so much as emphasis on the quarterback. And I gave him a good example. Um, back in 2000, I guess it was 2010, maybe. We were playing the Colts in Indianapolis uh, with Peyton Manning's last game, actually. They went ahead of us with less than a minute to go. They had to kick off. I knew McAfee would try to hook the ball and kick it out of the end zone. I knew he couldn't do it. Brad Smith had gotten hurt. I put Antonio Camardi in. I called a, a Miami right, which meant we doubled a five and run a double, double at one, two, three, and four. And we ran the ball up to nearly the 50-yard line. We completed one pass. We kicked the field goal. And we went up to New England and ended up in the AFC Championship game. If that rule, were, if that game were being played under today's rules, the New York Jets would have not won the game. Yeah. yeah no, I, wouldn't have, had, ahead, wouldn't have had a chance. Yeah. We wouldn't have had a chance. No, so I, I remember I that. like the fact that I had a chance. Give me a chance and so let me see what I can do. That's all I want. They don't have that today. Do you think they're just, just trying to? Do you think they're just trying to work it where it becomes that way, and then nobody cares about it, and then they're trying to revert to where they aren't even doing the kickoff anymore? Yeah, but then you don't keep it guys could, in the it, game. It, it, could, it could very well happen that way. Yes, wow. they're scared to death that somebody's going to run in there with a billion with a B billion dollar lawsuit. I'm scared to death, and I understand. Yeah. I understand. I just think the way that the, the equipment, the way the new equipment is, and the way the rules are being. Uh, the way the game's being officiated, I think there's a lot of safety involved. There, there is an element of, uh, you know, it is a tough game. 
Hey, nobody's nobody's kidding around about that. Come on, this is a right. You know, it's football. It's not soccer. In soccer, you get a bump and they take you out in the litter. Give me a break. <laughs> did did your place kickers ever give you a hard time when you get when you made a soccer comment like that? Uh, no, there, nobody gave me a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> now you coached with some, no, I, but they they knew they knew how much I respected and cared about what they did. Of course, I man, I, I I cared about it. you know I treated them very very fairly. But it's just a different game. I'm not. I respect the athleticism, absolutely, absolutely. But it's a different game. It's not, you know, football is a tough sport. It's a, you know, the grown men play on Sunday now, and it's a tough sport. Have you seen I know it? this in my in my thirty two years, and I I, had, I coached uh, six hundred fifty seven games. In every single meeting, the most applauded play that I could show on film was the good, hard, clean hit. Everybody would come out of their seats. Yep. That's, that's what everybody. That's the game. That's what they love. That's what you grow up playing. Now, so I, oh, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I want to make it safe. I want to make it safe, but I don't want to take it away. Yeah. That, now you coached with some legendary coaches. Who? Um, now, like you said, Bill Parcells' protege, like his coaching tree is very good. You got Sean Payton, who you coached with, but Belichick right. is not as good. You got Eric Mangini, right. who was was unsuccessful. Why do you think one coach has has good? You know, some coaches have good coaching trees. Some don't have good coaching trees. That's, that's a tough question. I'd only say sometimes with 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 uh, Belichick's tree is that some of the guys, you know, they, they. I think there's a real misnomer with Belichick's tree because I'm. I'm if you wanted me to, to tell you what I believe it is, I believe it's a Tom Brady tree. Hmm. Okay, but I don't yeah. think any of them are successful as they think they are without Tom Brady. And in my opinion, that includes Bill. And I think he's a hell of a coach. Don't get me wrong. But Tom Brady is the guy that, that really pushed the button and pushed it, that ran that show. He really, and once he got it going at first, they were able to ease into him because they had such a great defense. And, and Bill, Bill's a really good coach. Don't get me wrong. But you know, all the things that he got accused of, I mean, he did them all. I, mean, I, I know, trust me. I know he did them all. Well, it's ridiculous. That's, but yet, well, I'm, I'm a Tom Brady guy uh, over Bill, but I think he's a hell of a coach. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I looked at some of those guys on it. Like, I'm still not a, a, a big Josh McDaniels fan. I'm just not. I'm, I'm just not. I, there's things about him I'm, I, don't, I don't care for. There was an incident when he was when he was a head coach at Denver. A friend of mine, a guy that I know, uh, well, as a matter of fact, I got him a job as a special teams coach. And there was an incident during the game, and McDaniels ran up to him and grabbed him like and was yelling and screaming at him. And I called the guy. I said, look, you're a Naval Academy graduate. Next time he grabs you, beat the shit out of him on national TV. <laughs> now, I said, I'll get you a job. I said, I'll get you a job the next day, I promise. So that's how I feel about some of those guys. I, I mean, that, that, that'll, that'll, don't let that out. That'll be in the headline. <laughs> uh, now, uh, now, give us I a- just don't, look, there's, there's some of the guys I, I just don't. I don't like or respect a lot of them. I don't. So, yeah, and a lot of Bill's guys, you know, did well. Sean, of course, did well. And, but, you know, and, and Bill could be a pain in the neck, too. You read my book. You know yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, I know you and you and Parcells, you know, that, that he that, did it. That's we not going well. Tell you. He did it. What he did, he shouldn't have done. He did it. It was a crummy thing to do. I had the letter. I, I could have posted the letter, but then I'd be, then I'd be a stupid. I wouldn't do that. That's not, my, that's not my style. But he did it, and then he deserves for me to be angry at him. Well, it's a shame because I, I, I treated him with such respect that he was good to me. You know, and then all of a sudden, he, you know, he did what he did. He can't help himself sometimes. He's just miserable. He's happy when he's miserable. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, good luck. Just look around. I'm not, I didn't invent it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. Now, give us, give us a good Rex Ryan story. You know, Rex is. I, I like. I really like working with Rex. I still talk to him a lot. Uh, I think he's a good man. And you know, a lot of some of the crazy stuff that he did. Rex is really. Rex is a big kid. He, he loves still being a kid. Yeah, you know, he loves getting dressed up in a hockey jersey or something. You know, that's just who he is. And for all his craziness, sometimes that came out in the media, none of that, believe me when I'm telling you this, none of it was reflected in our football team in our locker room. None of it. Rex was great with the guys. He was great. We, we had a disciplined team. Everybody did the right thing. Everybody was on time. Everybody worked hard. And we had a, we, we had a good football team. You know, the, the lockout and things destroyed our salary cap and what we lost, what, 14 players or something. We went from being a championship team to a, like Cannonball on one of these teams. Um, and I like Rex. I mean, I just enjoyed it. The one story I told, I think just kind of epitomizes with Justin Miller getting in the fight with, you know, <laughs> he told him to get his uniform and go home. It was the greatest. But I had a lot of fun with Rex. I enjoyed being around him. Uh, Rex had a very specific belief in a football team, what he wanted it to be. And it's a lot like what I believe. You know, he wanted to, to, to control your offense to run the ball and control the clock, be very good on defense and be very reckless on special teams. And, and, and that's, that's kind of who we were. Yeah. Yeah, we led the league in rushing. Of course, you know, we had LaDamian Tomlinson and Alan Fanica. Those are pretty good players. Um, and so it was a lot of fun and it was a, a fun time for me. And it's a shame that uh, it kind of got destroyed. Um, and I think Rex has to take some of that blame. I don't think he, fought quite as hard as I wish he would have uh, to have not let some of those things happen. Because we were, we were the team that nobody wanted to play. That's who we were. Yeah, you were. And do you think do you think Rex focused too much on the – because I know a criticism about him was he focused too much on the defense. You know, he's a coordinator, not a no. head coach. No, I don't, I don't believe that at all. I don't believe – no, he was, he was good with everything. He saw, he saw everything. Yeah. I, I, I think he did. It just got out of control. You know, sometimes you, you, we all do it. You know, you think maybe you're a little bit better than you are. You know, you think you can win. I used to make that mistake. And I used to think, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take my guys and beat yours. And I'll go take your guys and beat mine. And I used to believe that. Yeah, but, that, you know, that was my own, that's my own arrogance. But sometimes, you know, it just, it, it just hurt us. We lost too many good players. And, uh, you know, we're, we're losing Alan Fanica and we're bringing in Plexico Burris. Now you tell me. Right. Tell me. Yeah. If, if you, you let me know how you think that is. So, you know, give me a break. I mean, that's just what happened to us as a football team because we were, we were really knocking on the door. We were not an all-star team because we had Mark as our quarterback. But Mark was serviceable and did a lot of good things. Once he did a lot of good things. Was, was the curse of death once they gave uh, Sanchez that contract a year before they could have had another year of Sanchez and they hitched their wagon to him? It, I, I think that got us started. I believe that. And I actually said that to Mike. One time in my office, I said, "Mike, why why would we give Mark this big contract raise right now?" And he had a, he had a you know the, the the correct answer, which is what he does on the media right now, because I think he's good at it. Because it, it's a matter of knowing how to do the job and then knowing what to do in the job. Mike knows how. What we're gonna question that one? <laughs> and he said to me, he said to me, he said, "Well, that's what you have to pay a championship game quarterback." <laughs> I said, "Well, if he had anything to do with us getting there, I'd agree with you." No, he didn't. Yeah, he was on the bus. Yeah, you give that to the the defense. You give that to the defense. Then, 
He was on the bus, but he sure as hell wasn't driving. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> now, now tell, tell us a little bit about what it was like to coach with Don Shula. He's the greatest. And to me, to me, he was first and nobody second. And I, I made it very clear in the book. I thought he was the head coach, not the Miami Dolphins. He's the head coach of National Football League. Everything, everything went through him. Everything. He was brilliant. And, and he had a dignity. And he was tough as nails. But he had a dignity. There was no cheating with Don Shula. No, there was none of that. I mean, it was going to be done the right way. And, and he and he lived that way. And so I have tremendous. It, was, it wasn't easy to work for him. I mean, if he, you know, he'd come down the hall and he used to pray, oh, please don't be coming and looking for me. You know, you want to get under your, get under your desk like George Costanza did in that time. And he lived under the desk. <laughs> yeah, but George had a whole bed <laughs> under there, you know, George had a bed and an alarm yeah, clock under coach, there. <laughs> you know, that's, that, that's where your mind went. Um, but, but it, it was, it was just tremendous working for him. Uh, because, you know, he, it was not easy, but because he was so tough, but, but yet he, he could talk any subject. He could walk into any room and conduct it. He understood all parts of it. What he didn't know, he made sure he found out. He studied, you know, he worked hard. He wanted to know, well, the worst thing you could ever have him to say would be to look at someone else's film and say to you, you know, how come we're not doing it like that? Oh, I'm not going to jump out the window. Now I, I never, I never had that. But I, I loved them and loved working for them, and uh, that's why I know the one time after Jimmy left, uh, I was the perfect candidate for the Miami Dolphin job. For all those years I spent with him, I was, I was prepared for the job, and it went another direction. Than I did. How yeah, did you not I, end up uh, becoming a head coach in the NFL? I know you had an opportunity there, and I believe another opportunity well, with the Jets the after one, uh, Herm Edwards left, yeah, right? The one, with, the one with the Jets, that was, you know, Mike, Mike pulled the, the Harry Houdini, you know, when he went from personnel to the general manager and swapped places with Terry Bradwick. You know, that, 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 that action going Las Vegas. Uh, how they did that one. But, uh, and, and, and Eric was part of that deal. So I had no, really wasn't, I interviewed, but I had no chance. I bet they, they, they weren't even, they were going the way they were going. The one before, I, I really believe I should have gotten. There were some times, you know, when some of my, some of my health issues got in my road. You know, I mean, I was a lot of times, I was trying to get out of the hospital and I had some pretty tough times. But uh, that one time I think would have been a great opportunity for me. And I was very prepared. In fact, Marino, Dan came to me. They wanted Dan to retire and quit. He didn't want to go. And he came to me and he said, I'm going to, I'm going to get Heisenga to interview you. I said, he said, but I want to play. He said, what can we do? And I said, okay, I got it. So I, I talked to Wayne and I told him, I'm going to keep our defensive coordinator, George Hill. We have the number one defense in the NFL. I said, I'm going to bring in my friend, Joe DeCamellis, to take over special teams. And I've got the number one unit in the NFL. I'm going to bring a guy that I know, a friend of mine I went to school with, he's the he coaches running backs at the Indianapolis Colts, and I'm going to put in the Peyton Manning offense for Dan Marino at the end of his career. I said, Marino will throw for 5,000 yards because he'll be in the shotgun. You know, Jimmy had him under center. You know, it's, it, this, this is not, uh, you know, we're, we're just talking totally different. Yeah, he, wasn't, he wasn't moving too good at that point. No, no, he wasn't. Remember, he had all those issues with his Achilles. And, but you put him in a shotgun and get him to throw? Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, oh, yeah. there's, nobody, there's nobody better. Dan's the best. You know, but you know, is he Troy Aikman? No, he's not. He's a different guy. But so what? You know, we had good receivers. You know, we had we had those good receivers. We were good. So it was a great plan. I had a great plan. I I, I believe that he wanted me to do it, but yet you know, went against me, and I didn't get it. Now, do you you have one? Uh, my answer to this question is Peyton Manning. You got one game, one quarterback. Who you got? 
Oh, it's not even close. I'm taking Dan Marino. Okay. Dan Marino. Okay. Well, you know, I'll tell you one thing. Watch, there's a great show that uh, NFL Films presents life of the life of football, football life of Dan Marino. Yes. And you yes, listen yes. to all the great quarterbacks, Manning, Brett Favre, uh, John Elway, Jim Kelly, all of them. They say that one guy they all watched was Dan Marino. Now, what do you, what do you think? Same thing. It's a shame. It's a shame we didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but trust me. He was the last one responsible for those inconsistencies. He's the last guy. Yeah, and they were there for they were there every year. And like, listen, Peyton Manning went, was the best every every year he played. Basically, he was taking the last couple of weeks off. He, you know, it took him a while to get to the Super Bowl. Now, what do you think about um, the Brett Favre thing going on right now? I, I honestly don't know enough about it to really comment intelligently. I'm disappointed if he's involved in something that that he shouldn't be. Because I like him as a person. I enjoyed the time I was with him. And I, I certainly respected what I know. So I, I, I don't know enough of what real, I only know the little bit I see in the media of what really has gone on. I'm hoping that, uh, that, that, that he was, that he stayed the hell away from what they're, what, what he's being accused of. So I'm, I'm on his side and I hope that I'm right. Okay. That's fair. Um, Zach Thomas, Hall of Famer or yes or no? Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. Love one. And now, um, Love Look, okay, look at what he did. Look at all the things he did. Plus, he was the leader on one of the NFL's great defenses. I mean, that defense, we were really good. We were really good. That defense was great. You know, the players, it would be Jason Taylor and Trace Armstrong at the ends, Daryl uh, Gardner and, and uh, Tim Bowens, and you had you know, Madison and Sertan. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> a good defense. And Zach was the leader. So I'm a big, big Zach Thomas guy. I, I think he deserves to go in the Hall of Fame. I look at some of the guys who've gone, no disrespect, Zach Thomas best football player. I, I agree. I think we both agree. And I know my friend Frank, who's a huge Dolphins fan, who asked me to ask that question. Oh, he he's going to like that answer. Now, where do you see um, – do you think special teams is is a dying art? Do you, Where do you see it in the future? It's, it's, been, it's been drastically diluted. Drastically. And I'll, I'll give you a good number. It's in the book, actually. Um, my first 30 years in National Football League, not counting PATs and field goals, whether you kick them or defend them, not counting those plays, I averaged 22 plays a game. 22. Okay? When I went to New Orleans Saints, seven. Seven. Wow. 22 to seven. Wow. See, I'm not counting a kickoff or a touchback. Now, I'm 74. I can run down the damn field on a kickoff right now today. So give me a break. Yeah, right. That's well, that's what's happening in a lot of it. I mean, to certain people, depending on the kickers, you watch these guys. They're kicking 70-yard field goals. They're kicking it way out of the end zone. We have backups. The third-string backup who's a quarterback and hasn't kicked in years is kicking it out of the end zone. That's the way it is. Who was that's the- what it is. They're so diluted. They just diluted it. It's. I mean, I'm in some ways, uh, I'm very disappointed. In other ways, I understand that uh, I wish it hadn't happened. For me, personally, it's kind of good for me in a lot of ways because a lot of stuff that I've done, nobody's going to do it again. Yeah, yeah. You can't do it because you don't have the plays. And I, used to, I used to give out an 80-page every week, game plan, scouting report, depth chart, 80 pages. Now I can do it on the back of a freaking match cover. <laughs> Who's the best pressure kitchen, kicker, best pressure kicker that you ever coached? That I had, I'd take a Lindo Mark. Because when he was oh, with wow. me, he didn't miss anything. He was great when he was with me. Yeah, he was he was a, he was a great kicker. How much easier would special teams be today with these guys kicking it from uh, the other side of the field? <laughs> you no, know? what you have, I just did a, I just did a conversation about this with uh, with actually one of the guys in the NFL. 
So the, the guy, trust me, I can't think tell you who it is, but he's he's the he's the man behind the curtain. He runs the, he's talking about how to change some things. First of all, you've got a real friendly ball. You know, they they bring the balls in. The officials check them for pounds per square inch. Then you get a certain. And they, what the guys do, they take the kicking balls. It's a K ball. The official puts his initials on it. They they blow it up. They take a piece of astroturf and they buff the ball, just like you'd buff your shoes. Now yeah. it, it's legal. It's legal, but it's friendly because it'll constrict. It's friendly. Okay. Question for you: When's the last time you saw a bad snap? Right. Yeah, you don't. You know what? Uh, you don't. Tony you don't. Romo in the playoffs. No, that was a good snap. He dropped. It. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you see, the point is, you know, long snappers today are specialists. Yeah. They all look like high school. They're all high school physicians. They can't get touched, today. though. They can't get touched. Can't, I know. I know the rule. They can't get touched. So you don't have that. So you've got the perfect snap. Now everybody knows how to hold. We we learned that. I figured that out. You put the back leg up. You catch the ball, you bring your inside elbow into the inside part of your knee, it puts the ball right down the perfect spot. So yeah. you've got the perfect snap, the perfect ball, and the perfect hold. That's what you have. So that, that's taken get-off times and dropped them from a 1.31 kick, snap to kick to about a one two seven or 8. Well, how the hell are you going to get there? You can't get there. You can't rush inside. You can't line up on the center. You can't push off anybody. You can't push the guy. So you've almost eliminated the rush. A guy, a guy called me and wanted to know how they could change that. I came in an interesting way. We'll see if they do it, but now, we'll find out. Now, did, um, someone like I was, I was actually watching the other day, somebody like um, the Brian Cock, uh, the, not the Brian, the Leon Lett play on Thanksgiving that everybody's seen in the snow against the Dolphins. Right. How much did, yeah, did bonehead plays like that just drive you crazy? Well, it was a bonehead play for Dallas, so that was their fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't have any. I didn't have too many of those. See, well, you know what we did in that one? See what happened? If you remember back, that old Texas stadium, uh, you know, the, only, the, the field was uncovered. Everything else was kind of covered, mm. but the field was not. So then it snowed like hell. So the field was a mess. They had really no grounds crew to clean the field. They, they, they went out and got homeless guys with shovels to get the field cleaned up. <laughs> yeah, he left the hole in the roof so God could watch his, his Cowboys. Uh, that's exactly right. That's what they used to say. When that play occurred, and then once we found out where the spot was going to be, we actually—I I ended up going. I could get in trouble for doing that, but we broke off a small piece of the bench and snuck it out there and cleared the spot off where he was going to kick from. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good one. Now I know you're. Yonovich made the kick, and then we won. But you know, fortunately for Dallas, they never lost another game, and we didn't get in the playoffs. And then we were nine and two after that win. So. <laughs> We went downhill, and they went uphill. Wow. Yeah, well, hey, listen, Leon, that's not the dumbest play you made. He also did the Super Bowl thing with Don Beebe chasing him down. Correct. But, um, but he, he did a lot of good things, so there's a lot of good things on his resume. Yeah, he was a good player. Now, um, I know you're a fisherman. I got a fisherman right here. Yeah, My friend Brad, I was fisherman. I was actually out fishing this morning. I actually heard I heard you down in Florida catching some uh, big sharks, right? Most definitely tried. Yeah, I bet, you know, the hurricane has really put everything on hold. You know, you really can't. The, the Coast Guard doesn't want us to go out right now because they really don't know what's in the waterways. Oh wow! I mean, yeah, you could be going along. Right. You could be going along. You could be going along and run into a sunken boat. You wouldn't even know it. Wow, you don't even know it. I mean, there's homes that they don't know where the home went. Wow, that's yeah. how bad. That's how bad wow. we had. Well, so I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait until December, and then I'll go out and I do fish for sharks. I, I don't. I don't kill them, but I like catching them. I just like to fight. 
and uh, and I, I really have fun. Where you, you guys ever come this way? You call me, I'll take. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I I head down there a few times a year, but I I have I've caught some hammerheads down there, um, right off the beach, some yeah. surf casting ones. Really, uh, let me tell you, to, people be surprised what's sitting right in the uh, edge of those waters right there. That's where I go. I, I don't. I mean, I'm in my boat, but I stay in the passes. Yeah, I'm never out. Never am I out more than a half a mile. Never. No, no, you go right into the pass. Exactly, right on the edge. It, let me tell you, it was uh, it's some good fishing. I'm actually heading down in January. My buddy, I actually got to give him a call now that you said that because he he has a charter uh, down in Clearwater, and uh, I'd like to know if they're actually getting out with all the stuff going on right now. Yeah, we've had we the whole they put the hold on us down here. The holds on the the Coast Guard doesn't want anyone out unless you're a registered boat captain, they, they, which I think is a safe thing to do. And I, I'm not, my boat survived the hurricane, thank goodness. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not the least bit anxious to try to go out right now. No, I, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little careful. So your boat survived, but your cars didn't. Well, my boat was in a marina up in a, up in a big barn. And I was on the top floor, the third floor of the barn. The bottom floor was pretty much destroyed with the wow. surge. But the, where I was, I didn't get anything up there. My, my boat, my boat's fine. Well, at least everything you lost was replaceable, yeah. right? Yeah, everything. I got the cars I got taken care of, and uh, my house was being put back together. I, I, I wrote it out. I kind of, I, I did some things that saved a lot of my furniture and that kind of stuff. And, you know, I got water in, and I had to get some out, but I, I, I did a pretty good job of salvaging. Well, his name is Mike Westoff. The book is Figure It Out, My 32-Year Journey While Revolutionizing Pro Football Special Teams. He's quite simply the best special teams coach of all time. Mike, thanks for joining the show thanks, for a couple Mike. minutes. We really today. appreciate it. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Your show's great. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, I was going to say he's part of the, he's in our Facebook group, Brett. So that's right. <laughs> we love it. I've heard it before. Yeah, I, I, I certainly. It's always fun. So I always, you got great questions. It's always fun for me. So anytime. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Mike. How about that? There it is. How good was that? Ah, that was great. I, I can't even tell you. Like, that guy right there, he got me how many uh, – all the games that the Jets won, they had no chance of winning without him as a coach back when I was <laughs> like – let me tell you, no chance without him. Hey, listen, he likes – he likes uh, – he liked – he didn't like Mangini. He didn't like Sanchez, obviously. He hates Bill Parcells. I like he, – he didn't pull any punches, no. just like his buck. He's taking me fishing. He's taking you fishing. <laughs> uh, hey, uh – Mike, uh, it's Brad. I'm here for the fishing time trip. You said whenever. <laughs> I'm here, Mike. Are you in there? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was, uh, but it no. was a great interview. Oh, he's, a, he's he's the all. He's, he's I don't even think it's a question whether he's the, the greatest special teams coach of all time. He is. He gave you. He gave us everything we wanted there. That was a great interview. I I loved I loved it every second of it. Know, that was right? great talking to Mike. And, we, and you know what? He's a fan of the show, Brett. He listens every week. He's in the Facebook group. Oh, he wasn't kidding. He's a, he's a fan was, yeah. of the show. So now before um, before we get going here, let's let's do a little bit. Do you have any thoughts? You weren't around for the Kyrie thing. He's an anti-Semite. What do you have to say about that? You know, I just think he's an idiot more than anything. The guy thinks he's smarter than everybody. Yeah, he thinks not. he's enlightened. Like, he truly believes that everybody, like, he... Like is studied, like he's like no, no, no. I read this book or these philosophy and all this other stuff where 
it's amazing how dumb someone can be when they like look down on people. But you also know? the Nets, uh, the Nets making him jump through all these hoops and everything. Well, five hundred thousand. The sensitivity training. Listen, no, he had, had the interview with Adam Silver, so he has the interview yeah, today. No, no, they had the interview, and, and Silver came out and he had, no, he put out a full quote today from Silver saying, one hundred percent categorically, Kyrie Irving is not an anti-Semite after my. Oh, well, of course he went. And I looked over and was like, thing. this is like, now they're trying to like prop him up because they were talking like he may never play but basketball it's a, again. It's not a good look for the Nets, mate. Just in this climate, in this country, making making a black man jump through those hoops. It's not going to change. He's either an anti-Semite or he's not. The, the Nets are making him do, I think, a little too much to get back on the court. He may never play again, a lot of people are saying. That's what the, that's. He could be like, uh, like um, a Kaepernick type of situation no, where he's blackballed. Some guy posting something that's too ignorant to what it is um, is one thing. Like, if he kept coming out, say he's like Kanye right now, and just came out and was like, no, double down. Like, he was not fully against it. So we'll give him, like, that's where he really... No, he was put forward. His, he promoted, I don't put no, stuff on my page no, if I don't want to After he didn't instantly say 100%, no. I don't agree. He didn't just say that. He And then later he did. Yeah, after he got suspended. Right. He's like, sorry, sorry. But didn't he know. didn't... Listen, if he continued and, and doubled down, it was like, no, I believe in it. If he said that, I would 100% be like, oh, I don't think this guy's playing basketball again. I don't think he probably should or nobody or suspend him. For I was hacked. I was hacked. I was hacked. But him back and finally realizing, like, again, whether or not it's for the reason of playing basketball or the reason of he realizes, he like, doesn't it was even dumb. play basketball. He's been stealing money for two years from the I, Nets. Uh, listen, I think he should go. I'd get rid of him. I'd cut him and get rid of him. But get someone will sign him. If you don't think someone's yeah, signing so Kyrie, you're you out of him. Because you know what? He's good. He's good. But he's like Westbrook good. Westbrook's terrible. Westbrook, me and you are better than Westbrook but now, at this point. But I can hit a shot. But, yeah, but now when you sign a guy like Kyrie, you're signing someone who you're signing that. You're saying that you agree with, you know, taking on people yeah. like that. It's That's listen. the No matter who, and you talked about someone, you look at LeBron, who the first person they asked, they were like, so what yeah, do you think LeBron. about Kyrie? Because they, like, knew that that's a destination where you know LeBron's like, please, God, give me anybody yeah, that can win this with, basketball. He with Kyrie. Well, he just knows he can win. You know what I mean? He knows that with those guys he can win. Uh, you know who the happiest guy is? It's Nash to get the hell out of there. Oh, he, yeah, he He's failed. like, get me the hell then out of there. Hap- Listen, then I'm waking up to their, they held their interim coach now. Yeah, they hired. They, what you know, happened? They were about, yeah, they were, all of a sudden, I, I saw they were like, it is imminent. It is a done deal. With, with the Boston coach. The Boston coach. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, because, there you go. I'm talking cause like. Because what do you want to do? You already got this big issue with Kyrie. You're going to bring in another issue? But they He was, might be a good coach, but yeah, he's but an but issue. the guys who were reporting it were like, it's a done deal. Yeah, and then they decided that they probably I went to up. work for like. Three sixteen-hour shifts. <laughs> I, I come back and they were like, and now yeah, they, have they a hired deal the with- interim coach. Um, he's a, he's a good guy. He's been in the league a long time. He's got a chance now. It's not a good listen. It's not a good job. The Nets aren't going anywhere. They're a disaster team. They're gonna have to rip this whole thing down imagine, again. Imagine imagine having Kevin Durant and being like, it's just not. A good and you job. know what, Durant, not a, not, Durant's not, not a speak great, up a little bit. Durant's too buddy buddy with Kyrie. He didn't say anything really about this. Because he's buddies with Kyrie. They do Durant, a podcast together. Durant is Switzerland. And that's what the reason. That's a problem. He is. He's the reason. He Part of his not being great in that way. As dominant as he is. He's he not is like, head and oh, shoulders yeah, above. He's an all-time player. At the, I mean, who knows about this year specifically. But those two years ago and the years before. Like, he was head and shoulders above anybody. Besides, but since Kobe, nobody was going out and do, dominating the way that he was dominating. The game he played against the Knicks three nights ago, where he got the triple double. I, they, I mean, they blew the Knicks out by thirty points, but he was 
the Knicks haven't had a player yeah. put a game like that together since Walt Frazier was on the court. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's just, he just doesn't speak up. He's not a leader. He's not a vocal no, leader. He, he, no. he doesn't lead by example either because he's hanging out with Kyrie. They're doing podcasts. It's his best buddy. They were a package deal he's, when they came no, here. He's just a, all he cares about is your field goal percentage. Like he does not. He goes look whatever. Yeah, he goes whatever. Player, no, what man. you do outside of the gym is outside of the gym. Is the way he believes. Now he knows he has to talk about it, and he's in on it. So he'll see him yeah, ramble he about it. Yeah, no, you'll see him rand- randomly bring up like all the like really things that he's like. Yeah, I know, but whatever. What he does is his own thing. And have you seen the good blah 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 blah? And starts talking about good things. Yeah, I would listen. I would cut Kyrie uh, as far as the see Knicks ya. go. The Knicks are not a, not very good again. They're all right. They've been playing up and down. They got blown out by by the Nets the other night. That was a game they probably could have won. It was the first night uh, coaching, first game but, coaching for the new you coach. Give the Knicks something like they're they're they didn't get their guy. No, this no, year no, they they're, and they're a guy away right now. Granted, getting that guy would have cost them a chunk of what it is, which is what they're. They thought was the better decision. Yeah, I agree. Plus, with them. they got slighted. Plus, they actually had the offer on the table, and they didn't want him going to the Knicks. Well, that was like a thing, like where yeah, they were like, <laughs> where know. they were like, "Oh, you want to be there?" And like, they really avoided the whole. They didn't want to. It's make still the early. Happen. There's still time for the Knicks to turn around. They Thibodeau's the good coach. You know, it, it's it's very early in that season. You got basketball. You gotta, no, you got to fully tank. Fully tank for that. No, you that kid you've who's done coming. that before. Tanking fully tank work. for the kid. <laughs> For have what you seen kid? it? Have you seen it? No, no, who's the kid? Have you seen it? There's a guy. There's a there's, oh, there's no, no the great no. no this don't is it. Tank. I don't know who is he. No, this is it. Oh, this is the one. Oh yeah, yeah. The next, if you the typed next... in this, this kid's the next Jordan. It's over. Oh no. yeah, I've heard. No, the, but I'm serious. That, that's Zion no, I'm serious. No, no, this is going to be like the you one don't even where know his name is he a high school kid? The kid. Okay, now. It's still early with basketball. The Rangers, it's also still early. The still, Rangers no. have still not, not early with hockey. <laughs> have not been playing well. The Rangers, I was at the game the other night. They were they playing well. They were playing well. Until the third period. Nope. Until your Facebook post. They were playing well. The guy, you know what? We were at the game. The guy hit the 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 puck in between periods into the little I hole to win the... Oh, yeah. my God. That was the play of the day. Now, but as far as the Rangers go, listen, Kreider hasn't been good. He's been dropped to the fourth line. Uh, the goalie hasn't been hasn't been great. Shesterkin has not been great. They haven't gotten going. Last night they had a big win. They got they went into the third period two two tied in Detroit. Five goal explosion in the third period one seven to two. We'll see if that gets the ball rolling with the offense a little bit. They gave up three goals the other night to the Islanders in the third period. The Islanders who have been playing well. They could, they had back to back nights. Well in the third period, back to back nights. They they scored three goals to come back to yeah. win. They beat Calgary and then the Rangers on back to back nights. So that was you know that was big. you got to be a pretty bad team to give up three goals in the, the third, third period, period like yeah. that. Hey, listen, we'll something see. wrong with you. The Rangers they they were anointed the Stanley Cup by a lot of people before the season, yeah. and I think they got to get that out of their head because you got to play the games and it's a long season. Like I said, they're going to be okay. I think you know they'll make the playoffs and everything like that. They're a good team, but. They got to be better. They got to be better. You can't be losing these games to Detroit on Sunday afternoon. Make you can't be giving up three goals. Everybody makes the playoffs. I'm on, I almost made the playoffs last year. <laughs> you can't be giving hockey. up three goals to the Islanders. You can't do any of that. So, do you have the guy's name, Brett? Did you look it up? Is that yeah. what you're doing? Yeah, What's yeah, his yeah. name? Check it out. Who is what he? do you think? What do you think? What would you say? Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> nice. That's that's it. This is it. <laughs> you're gonna oh, be saying Jesus. instead of yeah. The Knicks this is, is screwed. It. 
Um, all right, so that that pretty much does it for us. Uh, remember, there'll be a, a show, a weekend final wrap up show Sunday night, Monday. Brett doesn't even know about it yet, but I'm doing it. Wrap it up. Um, <laughs> uh, we want to thank Mike Westoff for coming on, giving us a couple minutes. Great interview. He's a fan of the show. I love that he listens to the show. He's going fishing with Brett in Over. January. Sharks. Um, the Giants this week, Texans, 1 o'clock. Rangers Sunday night. I'll be at the game. If you're at the game, come say what's up to me. Um, nice. That pretty much does it for us. I'll be fishing. Until next week, we'll talk to you on Monday. Talk to you later, everybody. See ya. Hey, do you enjoy listening to Locked Up Sports? Well, if you do, we ask you to please leave a review. You could leave a review on our website at LockedUpSports.net, or you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And remember to check us out on social media, at Locked Up Sports on Twitter, Locked Up Sports Podcast Facebook group, and Locked Up Sports Facebook page. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening.